Today I want to talk about something that you all know about, you've all had experience in, some of you have had good experiences and some of you have had um, bad experiences and some in between. What I want to talk to you today is about family. And when we hear the word family, I want you to think about what words come to mind. What do you think of when you think of family? Do people want to give me some ideas of what they think of? We are? Heartache? (laughs) There's lots of different things, things that come to mind when we think of this word family. The next question is, well, who comes to mind? Who are the people that come to mind when you think of family? Now, my earliest family is this family here. Now, I couldn't find a picture with the whole six of us together. Um, So this is the best I could do. So that's my dad. That's my mum. That's me. This is my older sister, Nicola. That's my younger brother, Josh. And that's my the youngest in our family, Nathan. So this is the family I grew up with. Four kids, a mum and dad. And still today, four kids, mum and dad, still together. And my childhood by all accounts, was a very, 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 very good, happy childhood. I've got some things to complain about, but really, I've got nothing to complain about. So when I used to, I remember going through a time saying to my mum and dad, I don't belong in this family, I'm nobody, nobody loves me, because Nick, well, she's the oldest child, and everybody loves the oldest child, And Josh, well, he's the oldest boy and doesn't everybody want a boy? And Nathan, well, he's the youngest in the family, so of course everybody loves the youngest. And me, I'm nobody. I'm not in the middle. I'm not in the, like, I'm just another daughter. Oh, wow, how special must I have been? And that was a very, very, very short period of time in my life. But that's as bad as it got. Then me feeling like I didn't quite belong, even though I always have and always did. Then I got married, and so that's Matt and I on our wedding day, and again, a bit older, my dad, my mum, my sister, two brothers, and that's my dad's um, mum, my nana. And so now, when I think of family, the first thing that probably comes to mind is this. (laughs) This is my family now, so again, Matt, me, Daniel, who is 10, and Catherine, who's 8, and again, I have, I admit, a brilliant, brilliant family. I've got a wonderful husband who is not perfect, but really got very little to complain about. I've got two kids who really, again, are not perfect and not always the best behaved, but seriously, I've got nothing to complain about. They are fantastic kids who love each other, who love us, and we really get along really, really well. And so then, when I got married, my nuclear family extended. So this, again, is the most recent photo of my mum, my dad, my older sister, two brothers. This is my brother's wife. This is his child. And, of course, Matt, the rest is self-explanatory. But by marrying Matt, I not only did he join my family, but I joined his family. So this is Matt's side of the family. So this is Matt's older brother, Simon, his, oh, and, and Simon's wife, Erin, and then Hannah, who is now two, so she's a bit older than this picture, and Sam, and then that's Nathan, Marin, and that's their son, Ethan, and this is Anna, uh, Matt's sister, Anna, and her husband, 
and their son, Wes. Now, there's no quiz over who's in my family and how they all fit together, so don't worry about that. But again, with these two families, we get along really well. I mean, there's people that we like hanging out with more than others. There's people that we would hang out one-on-one and others that would only hang out in the group. But really, we get along really well. No massive issues. Um, and all in all, a pretty great two families to belong to. Now, this is my extended family. Again, don't worry, there's no quiz over who's in my family. But this is my mum's side of the family. don't really see my dad's side of the family, but this is my mum's side of the family. So there's my mum. These are her sisters and her brothers. And then there's cousins. And there's actually four cousins missing from this photo and three extra cousins' kids missing from this photo, if that makes sense, just in case they ever wonder and you don't know why you don't meet them. But again, (laughs) really, we all are fine hanging out together. There's no major issues. There was an issue once between these two, but they've sorted it out and now are really good friends. Again, really, nothing to complain about with my extended family. For us all to be together, the only reason we were all together is because it was her 70th birthday, um, and so we all happened to be together. So apart from Christmas and, like, big family gatherings, there really isn't much more... Do we don't really see each other that much in a big family sense? This cousin is two weeks older than me, and she never lets me forget that she's the older one. Um, and her and I get along quite well, and we grew up together, and as well a cousin that's in Canada, we still... A number of years ago, we used to get together and watch 90210. I just had to whisper that just in case some people don't like 90210. But we used to get together and watch 90210 and live, live our childhood as kids. It's quite trashy TV. Don't, I don't, don't watch it. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this is my family. And the thing is, in every scenario, I'm family. No matter which photo I happen to be in, I'm surrounded by people who are in my family. But the fact is, I'm close to these guys. I would say I'm close to them. I'm closer to these guys. And in this, these are the people that I'm the closest to. Now, even though I'm the closest to these guys, that doesn't mean I absolutely know every single thing about them. Like, I didn't realise that Matt brought his tablet holder thing for the first time this morning until I was here. But that doesn't mean I'm not actually close to him. Now, just in case you think you're seeing double, I have to, Catherine reminds me, I have to tell you this. So this is Matt's sister and her husband. This is my brother and her and his wife. They're the same people. Okay, so if you hadn't picked that already, Matt's sister is married to my brother and my brother's married to Matt's sister. So you, so not only are Matt and I in every photo, but they're in every photo too. Um, Even though I have different relationships, even within each of these families, I have different connections and different relationships. They are all family. And then I don't question whether they're family. You know, if I ring up one of them, I don't really question whether or not they really want to talk to me. I just ring them up and say, hi, how's it going? And at the moment, my auntie is going through cancer. So this family is talking a lot more than we normally do because we're all wondering What's happening with her? How's her chemo going? And we're all getting together. My cousin from Canada, from Canada, from Brisbane, is coming down with his two kids. So this family's talking a lot more than they normally do. But on the whole, 
I feel like I belong in every one of these pictures. I'm not at a place. When I was in grade five, I joined another family. Not that I was born into another family, but when I was in grade five, I realised that the God that my parents had been talking to me about actually loved me. He didn't just love them, he actually loved me. And all the hang-ups that I had about that, and there was a few of them, I got over and realised I wanted to know Jesus. And I wanted to know him for myself, not just because my parents knew him, not just because I had friends who knew him, but because I wanted to. And so when I was in grade five, I joined another family. In Romans 8.14, it tells us, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. That means each one of you, if you have a relationship with Jesus, you are my family and I'm your family. Bad luck, you're stuck with me. That's what the verse tells us. You continue on in verse 8 in chapter 15. So you have received a spirit that makes you, oh, you have not, not, important word, you have not <laughs> received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. And his spirit joins with our spirit to confirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, what a big statement, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. That's just the end of the verse, and I like to round things off, not because I want to focus on the suffering part of things. <laughs> but if you look at these verses, Romans 8, 14 to 17, it tells us that we are children of God, that we are his own children, that we call him Abba Father. We are God's children, and we are God's children. There should be no doubt in your mind that you belong to God's family because you are his child. And it doesn't matter how you feel, that is the fact. And I think so often we can come into God's family and wonder whether we really belong. But it's interesting that it says, I'm no longer a slave to fear even though the verses actually talk about being a slave to sin. I am a child of God. And I think often we enter God's family actually in fear instead of in belonging because we assume there's all these people that we actually really don't know very well and so we walk into a church, we walk into a scenario where we know that all, if not the majority of people, are children of God, but we walk in fearful, wondering if we're going to belong, when really the verse tells us we are God's children. So walking in knowing I am a child of God means that we can walk in confidently within to the family of God and know that we belong, not because of the people, but because of who our father is. Does anybody remember who this family is? Mum's extended family, well done! Um, but when I look at this photo, it doesn't mean, as I said before, it doesn't mean I actually know everybody the same. So this person here is my cousin. So this is Alicia. Her, she has a sister. No, this is Bianca. Bianca. She has a sister, Alicia, who lives in Queensland. And even when we were growing up, they moved around a bit. They weren't the family that my mum was the closest to, so they weren't the cousins that I was the closest to. And they're quite similar in look quite similar in age, so even now I have to stop and remind myself 
That's Bianca, not Alicia. Even though she's my family, she's my cousin, there's no question about that. There's no question that we don't talk to each other and enjoy each other's company whenever we're nearby, but we just don't spend that much time together, so I don't know that much about her. I do know that this is her boyfriend, Mark, and I know he likes Disneyland, but that's pretty much the extent of what I know about him. But even though I don't see this family that much, even though I don't know everything about them all, we are still family. In Luke 10, verse 1, it says this, The Lord chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. And then talks about what they did and jumped down to 17, it says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, even the, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we use his name. When I think of the 72 in the Bible, I think of my extended family. Because 72 people are a lot of people. And the relationship that Jesus had with that 72 would have been different and could not have been completely intimate. He could not have been completely, even though he was God, because he was Jesus human, he couldn't have been completely intimate with all 72. But that didn't mean they weren't his disciples. And in my mind, this is like the local church, us. I don't know how many people are here, but there's no way that I can know each of you intimately. I like to say that I know all of your names, even though I can see someone I've never met before, so I don't know what her name is, and I can't remember what your name is. But everybody else? Yep, everybody else, I've got your name. <laughs> but whether I know you intimately and whether you know me intimately is really not something that I expect. I do not expect you guys to know what I do during the week. Maybe you, maybe you know a little bit, but really, for me to expect each one of you to intimately know me, to remember when it's my birthday, to know what's happening in my life, is really quite... It's, it's just unrealistic. And for me to expect that of myself, to, un, to know all of you intimately, is really unrealistic too, because I cannot do it. It's impossible. Then there's these guys. But with these guys, every second week, unless there's a meeting that gets in the way, but every second week, <laughs> the plan is to catch up with these guys here. They all, we all go to someone's house and have dinner together. So because of that, fortnightly we catch up on what's happening in life. I have no trouble naming all of these guys, what they do. I know when their birthdays are. I know what they like and don't like. Like I know a lot about the, the people in these two pictures. And in my mind, I think of these as the 12 in the Bible. In Matthew 10, verse 1, it says, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal the sick, uh, to heal every kind of sickness and disease. So Jesus spent even more time than he did with the 72 with the 12. And he knew them. He knew them really, really well. And in a church context, it doesn't always happen this way, but the idea would be that this would be what we call our activate groups. These are the people that we actually journey with, that we actually meet regularly with, not just in a big group, but in a smaller group. 
We actually know what's happening in their lives. We actually know what they do for a living. We can actually pray purposefully for them because we know. Because when you know about someone, that's the best way that you can actually serve them and minister to them and journey with them and pray for them because you actually know what you're talking about. There's a level of intimacy that cannot happen in the wider 72, but can happen with the 12. And sometimes this isn't the activate group, but it's particular people within the church that you journey with, you actually do life with, you actually don't just see them on a Sunday, but you actually see them during the week. You contact them during the week, they contact you. But it cannot be the whole church that this happens with because it's just impossible. But there should be people that we actually journey with, that we make the effort to put time into because it takes effort. The reason that we all get together every fortnight, does anybody want to guess who, why or who the person is that decided that would happen? Not me, even though it is very much like me. It's my mum. So when Matt and I got married, mum said, oh, wouldn't it be good if we all get together as a family? We should do that every week. What night is everybody free? And even now, because, as I said, there's been... Matt and I, we used to be every week, and then Matt and I said, we cannot do every week, we've got something else on a Tuesday night, um, and so we have to, do we've got, <laughs> I hope I'm not, <laughs> and so, so we got changed to fortnightly, but the problem is, anyhow, so there's been all this discussion about when we're going to meet, but the thing is, we all think it's important to get together. This is my brother, Nathan. He's the person that you would think would least want to get together. Only because he's in his own world sometimes, doesn't really know what's happening. He can be in the room and not really know what's happening. So much so that once my mum and dad were going overseas um, on a mission trip, it was a really big deal, especially for mum. It was a big thing. We've been talking about it for months and months and months. They were going to Uganda. Nathan rang up mum and dad on the two days after they left to say, hey, can I come down tomorrow to your house to clean my car? And when are you going to Ethiopia? Um, and we went, how could you not know it's Uganda? And how could you not know they've already gone? He goes, oh, was I told? You were in the very room when it was said. It just didn't do it like he just doesn't, that just doesn't enter his mind to remember those kind of things. But he still so wants to belong and still wants to connect with everybody that he comes early to our house so he can hang out with these two because he loves them so much. So even though he's the least person who you would think would connect, he's the one that still makes the effort and makes the connection because it takes effort. To know people, it actually takes time, even when they are family. These guys here we don't see so regularly, but we make sure we know what's going on in each other's lives. We don't see them so regularly that Matt's mum and dad said, Matt's mum said to Matt, do you know the long weekend's coming up? What are you doing? Could you somehow make some time to come down and see us? And so we did. So I wasn't here last Sunday because I left early with the kids because Matt was preaching and had, was doing the apes thing Sunday night. So he came down Sunday night so we could spend Sunday night and Monday with Matt's parents because we hadn't seen them for a while. You make effort. Because it's important to you, because you want to belong, well, because you do belong, you want to have connections so you can know. 
And it's the same with whoever that 12 in your life is. You can't expect it to just happen. Even within an activate group, even meeting doesn't automatically assume there's going to be connection. It's a great start, but it's sharing life with one another, caring enough to remember and asking what's really happening and sharing what's really happening. And it's so, so amazing to have people in your life that knows you and you know them and that you can journey with. Then there's these guys. <laughs> these are the guys that in really I think of as the three. If you know the way that Jesus worked, there were three. And, it, and in Matthew 17 it says, Six days later Jesus took Peter and the two brothers James and John and led them up to a high mountain to be alone. And then Moses came and there's this whole lot of thing that happened. But really, all of us need people who are walking really closely with us, even closer than the 12. People that you ring up and you know, no matter what time of day it is, you can ring and say, I so need you right now. That you know what's happening enough to be able to say, how did that go? I know that that would be a really tough situation that you would find yourself in. You don't even have to tell me that because I know you and I knew that you were doing that. I know that now is the time for me to ring up or to send an SMS or to do something to say, hey, I'm thinking of you. I know that's really tough. Or how joyous is that? I can't wait to share that with you. I had to ring you because I wanted you to know from me the good news and not just as it came. It's so fantastic to have Christians who spur one another on that iron sharpens iron, that close, intimate relationship that says we're in this together. We know each other well enough that we don't have to put on airs. Now, hopefully enough to do that in any scenario, I would suggest. But really in this one, these are the group of people that really, really know us, that we rely on, that rely on us. But all is family. If the 72 got so annoyed that Jesus had these 12 disciples that they went, nup, I'm so annoyed I'm not part of the 12 that I am leaving, they would miss out on demons submitting to them. They would have missed out. If the 12 went, oh, Jesus is spending time with Peter, James and John and not with me, they would have missed out on so many things that Jesus wanted to teach them, so many things that Jesus wanted to do. All is family. All is belonging. It's just different ways of belonging. And my hope and prayer for us as a church is that each one of us have people, well, we all have the 72, okay? That's all of us, so that's all set. But my prayer and hope is that you guys have a 12. That you guys have a group of people that journey with you, that love you, that support you, that know you. And some of that might mix with my 12. And some of it may be completely different from my 12. And maybe I'll get to know you better because of your 12 and you'll get to know me better because of my 12 because we've got intellecting 12s, if that makes any sense. And I so, so, so hope that you all have a three. 
that you all have people that you know can count on you and that they know or that you know you can count on them and they know that you can count both ways. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. It goes both ways. I couldn't work out that, but, you know, that's me. Because without this, we are really missing out on the family of God because all is family and all is needed, but all takes time and all takes effort. And sometimes it actually takes the courage to say, hey, I want to know you better. Do you want to know me better? Let's actually make a relationship here because then we've got some connections, but I want to actually have a deeper connection with you. And actually say that. Actually explain to people that you really want to journey with them. And sometimes you will find the three in the 72. And I really hope that at least one of your three can be more than three. The numbers are just numbers. I hope you get that. But I hope those that walk closely with you, you have found one or two of them in this church. But they can also be outside the church. But I really, really pray that you have found one or two threes a number of 12s within your 72 because that's the way that you really do life so well together because it means when you're here with a 72, it doesn't mean that you only talk to the 12. It means you can feel comfortable with the 12 and that can help you have confidence to talk to the rest of the 60. I just did some maths on the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a hard maths, but still for me. <laughs> Um, and when, the, when there's a three in the 12 or the 76, because I've got some threes in here, that doesn't mean I always talk to them every Sunday. Ideally, I rarely talk to them on Sunday because the idea is that when I'm with the 72, I don't want to hang out with my best friends. I want to hang out with those that are not my best friends so I can know them better. And when I'm with the 12, maybe the 12 include your three, but the idea would be, that it's not some clicky thing that me and my best friend are hanging out together and the rest of the 12 are just sitting there going, well, isn't that good? We're really not knowing what's going on. But you're actually connecting with the 12. And then you connect with the three. But you feel confident because all of them are there. And the fact is, it's all family. It's all belonging. And it's not belonging because of you. And it's not belonging because of the person itself. It's belonging because of God. These verses make it really, really clear that we are, because you are his dear children. He calls us his children and that is what we are. He gave us the right to become children of God. We are God's children. And because of that, we are family. We may have different relationships with each other. We may know each other, some better than others, but we are all family. We all belong and we're all children of God. And he's our father. And so the great thing about this is, and I know that I am, and I hope I made that really clear, I realise that I am very completely, utterly blessed by the family that I showed you before. Like I've got no question that if we talked about your family, that your family would not be, well, some of them hopefully are, but some of them may not be as close as my family are to each other. You may not even have pictures of your family or you may have families that don't actually get along the great thing about God's family is that the same spirit within me is within you. And it's our spirits that confirm that we are children of God. 
that we are brothers and sisters. So even if personality-wise you may not be my favourite person or I may not be your favourite person, that doesn't negate the fact that we are family and that doesn't negate the fact that you and I should be able to know each other, pray for each other, minister together and further God's kingdom together. Because we are the children of God, because my spirit and your spirit work together, not your personality and my personality happen to mix and then it's all good. But we are, we should want 72 people who actually are diverse. Because if you get 72 people who are diverse, the kingdom of God is diverse. The world we're trying to reach is diverse. If they're all like me, boy, are we in trouble. And even within your 12, you don't want people who are just going to say, oh, yes, you're so right, Tanya, how good are you? You want people who actually disagree with you, people that actually have a different point of view of you, people who think differently to you, that you actually go, oh, but I respect your opinion. I respect the life that you're living and so we're gonna, that's going to help me grow. And even within your three, if you only have people who say you are the best person in the world, you're awesome, that's not iron sharpening iron. That's actually growing together. We need to be different. We're meant to be different. Even within those groups, we should be different because we should want to become more like Jesus. And the way to become more like Jesus is to hang out with people who are like him and glean some of them and you sort of have all parts of him. That's Anyhow, you know what I'm saying. All family. Kelly has a thing that says, I have a thing that says, no matter what topic we're talking about, Stephen Curtis Chapman, who's a Christian singer who I really like, has a song about it. Or I can make him have a song about it. <laughs> That's probably what the point is. So I can make him have a song about it. But this time he really does. It's even called Children of God. Come on. <laughs> but as we're listening to this, I really want you to believe that this is actually true. Cool. We are children of God. We are the sons and the daughters. Almighty God is our Father. That is truth. If you have a relationship with Jesus, that is truth. There's no other way to put it. The Bible tells us really clearly that our spirits bear witness to the fact that we are children of God. And if we are children of God, then the second one is a follow-through of that. Because if I'm his child and you're his child, we're related. Sometimes it doesn't always feel that way. And sometimes when we talk about family, as I said before, I realise that not everybody has parents that they would want to emulate. Some people don't have relationships with their brothers, with their sisters, with their sons, with their daughters, with their mums, with their dads. But when it comes to the family of God, the great thing is, as we sang before, our Father is God. And he is so good. And because he is good, because we are loved by him, it means I can love you. Not because of you and not because of me, but because of my father. And it's because of my father that I can actually serve you, that I can actually relate to you, that I can actually be family with you. And it may be that you and I a family in the 72. It may be that you and I are family in the 12. It may be that you and I are family in the three. It's still family. 
And I really, really pray that if you do not have a 72, if you don't have a church family, a family that you come to regularly, find one. This is a good one, but if this isn't for you, go find one. If you don't have a 12, start praying, start seeking, put some effort into the 12. And then out of that 12, your three might come if you don't have a three. But if you have a 72 and you have a 12 but don't have a three, pray about a three. Ask your spirit which other spirit he wants you to connect with in that three. And then do something about it. Actively seek a 72, a 12 and a three. Because we were never meant to do this alone. And because we are family, we're meant to do it together. And the great thing is that the 72, as I said, is still family. So we still mourn and joy, like mourn together and rejoice together and support each other and help each other because we're family. That's what family does. As I mentioned before, my extended family is talking a lot more at the moment because there's a sickness in the family and that's made us all go, we need to know what's going on. We need to support. What can we do? How can we help? Sometimes that isn't what, that isn't what is all happening within the 72. And then the 12 and then the 3. And if you have all three, praise God for them. Still put effort in. In my, in, in my human family, if Matt and I decide that because we've got a good relationship, we'll just stop talking, we'll stop hanging out, we'll focus on everybody else and not focus on each other, that's not going to sustain ourselves very long. But if I only focus on Matt and don't focus on the kids, that's not going to work very well. But if I only focus on Matt and the kids and think we are the most important people in the world and I'm just going to focus on us, that is so not the way God has designed us to be. We have to be involved in the 72, the 12 and the 3. And the only way to do that is to actually commit to it. It takes time. It's not easy. It's not a snap of the fingers. But the fact that we already belong gives us the confidence to grow that connectedness because we know we already belong. So there's not a question of do I belong here. The question is what kind of connection, what kind of relationship are we going to have? Are we going to be family? Are we going to be the 12 family? Are we going to be the three family? They're really the only three options that each of us have. That's not true. We have the extended family of God, but we won't do any like, let's just focus on the 12, 72, and 3. We're going to sing um, Good, Good Father now because that's where it begins. If you do not know for certain that you have a good, good father and you are loved by him, then your sense of belonging to the family of God is not quite there. We need to know that we are children of God. We need to know that we have a good, good father who may be like our earthly father but may be completely different. We have a good, good father and we are loved by him. And it's out of our good father and our love that he has for us that the family that we can, the family connectedness that we have comes from.